On today's episode of Double Down Trent, we've got NCAA Football Week Zero results. We've got the Man versus Model Challenge. I'm not going to give you guys any kind of spoilers, but you might want to see who's got the early lead in the contest, the man or the model. Then we also have a great segment where we are answering Twitter questions submitted by actual listeners. And then we've got week one of the man versus model challenge where we are ramping up for sure. So let's go here. Episode 46 of Double Down Trend. Double down Trent, you might want to tune in Talking gambling and sports, predicting who might win Pop culture to movies, let's start up the combo Ryan and Aaron, man versus the motto Keep it authentic and it's always live So competitive, so you know it's always hype Make sure you subscribe, trust you don't want to miss Going all in here on Double Down Trent Hey, yeah, Double Down Trent, let's go This is Double Down Trent Welcome to Double Down Trent, the podcast where two elementary school buddies are talking sports, gambling, and pop culture. My name is Ryan. I am your co-host as always. Once again, I am joined by my co-host Aaron, a.k.a. The Model. Now, Aaron, we've got our first two games in the Man vs. Model Challenge. Do you care to provide a comment? Uh, negative. 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 At this time, I would not like to comment on the standings of the men versus model competition. I'm just happy football is back. We are in the thick of it. We are heading toward quickly towards week one, and life is good. Yeah, well, hey, listen, we'll cover the standings and the results. Uh, if you guys want to guess what happened, you can. You're more than welcome to. Um, but week zero is in the books, a soft opening. Do you think it went over well? I think it went better than what I could have hoped for. It was just great to have football on Saturday going again. Um, not the outcomes of what, what I wanted for all the games, but it's just nice to have something happening. And, uh, some of those games were great. That Hawaii yeah. Arizona game, even though it was pretty late, was a great game for those who missed it. Yeah. Even the Miami Florida game was pretty good. So, I mean, the quality of play wasn't great. At least it was entertaining. I think we're going to, I think they're going to keep doing this. I think college football is onto something here with this like soft opening. It's a little teaser before Labor Day weekend. It gets the juices flowing, and then you start bringing in these big games. So uh, good job by the NCAA football. But before we jump into the content, let's go over some housekeeping. Yeah, a little bit of business first. So as always, you guys can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We are on social media. Come check us out. Give us a follow. On Twitter, we are at Double Down Corp. And on Instagram, we're at Double Down Trent. Or come check out our website. Our website is doubledowntrent.com, and you can come join the man versus model competition, submit your NCAA football picks there, and see how you do it against both of us. So, yeah, and I, I was going to say, I can't stress it enough. Come to the website, make your picks, because we've got some, uh, we had some listeners put their picks in last week, but we want to get this to be a big uh, participation. We would like the listeners to do this. Doubledowntrent.com is how you're going to do it. Mom, I know you're listening. Go to the website. Aaron, I'm pretty sure your mom is listening. Go to our website. Let's submit some picks, people. And as a carrot to get you there, you can now see your listener standings from the previous week. 
so you can see where you fall. We'll typically cover everyone in the podcast, but you can also go check out the website to see listener standings and how you're doing. And we'll keep that updated week in and week out so that you know exactly where you fall against all, all the other listeners. Yeah, and we're going to hopefully do some kind of guest picker segment. So if you guys want in on that, let us know. Um, a little teaser to air. Give the listeners, we had some people asking some specifics, uh, you know, what we're talking about when we say, you know, three and a half point favorite, whatever. So give us a little teaser on what we're going to cover next week for the listeners. Yeah, next week we're going to go back and do a, a gambling deep dive around what the heck is gambling 101? What are spreads? What are over-unders? What are money lines? How do we calculate uh, implied probability from odds, all that fun stuff. So we're going to uh, do a little teaser this week and say that uh, we'll use a couple of football games as examples for next week. Gives one week closer to the model actually going into production. But uh, for now, we're going to punt on that for tonight and we'll talk about it in a week. Yeah, because we've got a jam-packed episode. And once the model starts cranking out, I know we can't give anyone a look behind the curtain per se, but we can we can say what it is the model's trying to achieve. So we'll go into that. Now, how proprietary would you say your information is? I would like to think that it's somewhat valuable and that I'm certainly hesitant to share all of it. I feel like I would dip the toe in the water and share bits and pieces, but I don't want to like actually share my code. I think you're selling yourself short, man. I think this is very valuable. I think the listeners want to know what we're cooking here, and you have the secret sauce. Well, I just want to say, so the, the code has certainly improved year over year. Like this year, because of the great, uh, work from a, a single guy who runs collegefootballdata.com. I have an API that I can go hit that has years and years of information, everything from scores to recruiting stats to play-by-play data to team-level data. Uh, and I can run a bunch of features. Um, I can create my own features based on what he has there. So that certainly upped my game a lot from me just scraping my own data. And I'm excited to... Uh, really get the model going in week, I guess it's two and a half weeks from now, it'll be live and we'll really be talking about how the bets are going and are we looking up or are we looking down? I tell you what, I can't wait. Do you want to just give a little teaser to listeners why we got to wait for the model? Yeah, yeah. I Selfishly, I am um, a big part of my model is based on power rankings of teams. So that I'll, I'll admit and I'll tell you, and I'll probably share a little bit in this episode about what are some of my power rankings now. But one of the things I like to do is that my power rankings, I like to kind of let them kind of let the variance of those power rankings um, kind of settle out a little bit. And I do that by allowing the first couple of games to happen in the season and averaging those together. Um, I, as of right now, I don't currently manually manipulate my power rankings based on kind of my perception of the team and who's coming back, which is something I'll think about doing in future years. I just didn't have time. So right now, I just gave a couple weeks. Right now, it's three weeks, and uh, we'll see how it goes. And then starting week four, it'll be live and real bullets. Ooh, baby. Cannot wait. Uh, all right, so real quick what we did. We threw uh, a little post out on the Twitter. We're trying to drum up some social media interest. We're trying to get some followers. So we tweeted out that the first five people to respond can – discuss anything they like on the podcast as well as get a little shout out now what, will, will you remind me what is our twitter handle again that is correct okay we'll do that it is at double down corp at double down corp uh okay thank you at double down corp on twitter thank you 
Appreciate Write it that. down, tweet it, follow it, do whatever you need to do on the tweeter sphere. <laughs> get out there and follow us. So we said the first five are going to get their their uh, topics put on. We got three. We're going to take it. That's a win given uh, what we're doing for the first kind of promotion on Twitter. So this is any topic. doesn't have to be sports, gambling, or pop culture. This could be anything. Let's hit it. Let's hit it, my friend. <laughs> All right. The first one comes from at Greg VPU. His, he gave us a little fun fact. He said he's lived in Atlanta. Okay. To then Nashville. Okay. To now DC. Okay. Which I'm assuming has spanned, I'm going to say, his entire adult life. Never had a cavity. Wow. How about that? Does he floss, you think? You got to floss. If, you're, <laughs> if you are not flossing, you're getting cavities. I want to know is what the technique is. Greg, if you can tweet at us and let us know, that would be something that would make me a lot uh, sleep a lot better at night. I'd also wonder, too, is it uh, a manual toothbrush or is it one of those fancy automatic ones? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, Quip. It's a little uh, manual toothbrush out there, automatic toothbrush. If Quip is listening, we would love to have you as a sponsor. <laughs> and we'll give Greg the first one. <laughs> uh, so thanks for sending that one in, Greg. Uh, our next one is kind of interesting. So it comes from at M Leonard eight and he says conspiracy theory. I uh, love this already. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a juicy one. Conspiracy theory. Andrew luck will be a starting quarterback in the XFL. <laughs> what, what is your take on that? <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, I find that a little hard to believe given that the quote, literally from the Colts owner was that Andrew Luck was leaving half a billion dollars to as if he decided to retire, which he did, he's kind of leaving that behind. That's what he would have earned in the rest of his contracts estimated in his NFL career, half a billion dollars. So to me, I don't think he'll see that money in the XFL. I find it a little hard to believe that he would ever end up landing there. Half a billion. Is that do you think he meant in terms of like his advertising, his his presence, as well as what he could earn in the NFL? Yeah, I think it's NFL contracts and beyond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a hand to you, Leonard. That's a fantastic conspiracy theory. I just see zero point zero percent chance that that happens. I will say though, I was absolutely stunned when I heard that news. Stunned. Do you think like Vince McMahon would be coming and meeting up with Andrew Luck and seeing if he wants to? Uh... <laughs> If I'm there joined. ever was a guy to do it, it's Vince. I guarantee you someone in Vince McMahon's camp was on a plane to Indianapolis or wherever the hell he was. But uh, I just got a few thoughts on this. And, and Andrew Luck, I think, is making their best decision for himself moving forward. My only thought was it's just so surprising how uh, close to the start of the season it was. And whether that was something that Luck just woke up and decided, I don't think that's the case. I actually will add on to the conspiracy theory and okay. it's not, it's not with the XFL. My thought was Angie Luck goes to Colts ownership. Jim Irsay at the end of the season, even let's say around uh, February, March, right. And says, listen, I'm contemplating retiring. I wonder if Irsay and you know, the ownership group tried to persuade him to play more and just like, you know what? Like sit on this, don't make a rash decision, report to camp, see how your body's feeling and I think Luck did that. I think he he felt a little bit of a sense of loyalty to the team, to the ownership, to give it another shot. And I think once he went to camp, had another injury, I think at that point he he just decided to hang it up. 
Just to sh- shut it down, it, I mean, that's just brutal. Yeah, and, and the reason I think that too, and, and uh, the Colts and Ursi gave him you know, his full signing bonus, I think they gave him even his roster bonus, yeah. like money that they didn't have to give him. And you could argue that's purely based on optics. Like, you know, the Colts just wanted to seem like they're doing the right thing here. I actually think it's almost more hush money. <laughs> yeah. That's just my, my two cents. Absolutely crazy. All right, so question for you. Some, you are an ex-college football player. Mm-hmm. Imagine your starting quarterback did that to you a couple of weeks before the season started. Yeah. What do you think the reaction in the locker room would be? In the locker room, I, I think guys would be initially shocked, just as fans were. But I think the guys in the locker room would understand it a little bit more than the fans. I don't think the fans were were wrong to react that way. You're at, especially the people that were caught on TV were the people at the game. So of course yeah. that's going to be jarring and shocking when you see it on like your Twitter feed. Um, but you know, I, I think they've got the right to be upset with it. But it, that doesn't mean that they're right in that opinion. That's my take. But I would be, I would be shocked. I would be furious. And then I would come back around and understand it. Because I've been there, you know, obviously not to the level of that. I, but I played football in high school. I played it in college and had to walk away from injuries. I get what that is like. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Andrew Luck achieved much more success and played a lot longer. So he's in a different position. But as a fan, you know, fans aren't logical. They're, we make stupid ass Choices, decisions, you know, things that impact the way we process the game. That's what fans do. So I would have been pissed. And those giant fans just stay with their team. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Brutal, We <man>. are diehards. <laughs> uh, all, right, all right, so that well, was my quick What take. was our last one? Last one is very juicy as well. This one comes from a random Twitter listener I've never heard of before, at AKM85723. Sounds familiar, but I can't place it. Neither can I, but hey, we're, we're, we want the submissions here. Uh, the question submitted is, will Aaron Rodgers reconcile with his family now that Jordan and JoJo are setting a wedding date? Okay, so, model. so can I ask a couple of questions about this? Yeah, please do. Now, this is obviously a pulp cu- culture reference, which is... Did you just call it a pulp? Like an orange <laughs> pop, juice? Pop culture, yikes, <laughs> reference uh, that is not in my sweet spot. Now, I know Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback okay. of the Green Bay Packers. That I know correct. that he has a brother, Jordan, which they do not have a good relationship. I correct. don't know why. Okay. And I don't know anything about Jordan possibly getting married. So can you fill me in here? I can absolutely fill you in here. So uh, Jordan, I believe, was the a contestant on The Bachelor, and JoJo was the contestant who ended up winning the season. So Jordan was The Bachelor. JoJo was a part of the competition she wins. They get engaged. Now, I could be wrong on some of the semantic details there. Maybe it was the Bachelorette flip-flop. But I think Jordan Rogers has enough of a name and ties with Aaron yeah. that he'd be a good Bachelor candidate. Okay. Now, during the season, it came out that Aaron Rodgers does not talk to his family, does not want to talk about Jordan being on the show. Really bad situation, it sounds like. Now, from what the Twitter sphere had said <laughs> around that time – Uh, was that it had to do with Aaron's then-girlfriend, Olivia Munn, who is a smoke show. I don't know if I believe that, but that was what was out there, that his girlfriend caused the riff with the family and he didn't talk. Well, it only got worse as Jordan was on the show, and then people started asking Aaron about it, and Aaron's like, I just don't want to talk about football. Like, I don't want to talk about my family situation. That's my extent of of, of the background there. 
So now, is Olivia Munn still in the picture? She is not. Aaron is now dating Dana Patrick, who I have a giant beef with. I call her a fraud. Wow. I have called her a fraud for years. Uh, I call her a fraud because she pretended to be a race car driver. And I think that's a little harsh. I didn't say, you know, she obviously was a race car driver, but I think she knew that she was not going to win, but her status could get her advertising dollars and can get her modeling career and get her all these things that she actually wanted. But she was good enough of a driver to be in there. That's a whole separate side story. I've argued that for years. Anyway, now Jordan and JoJo have gotten engaged. And AKM85723 wants to know if Aaron Rodgers is going to reconcile with the family. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Can you You're- can you give me some odds? Can you give me some implied probability on the reconciliation happening? <laughs> okay. Uh, I think the odds are very slim. If you wanted to bet that Aaron would be standing up there as the best man. You're paying or you're going to get a lot of juice because it's probably not happening. So if I had to put a line on, will Aaron Rodgers be the best man and stand up on the altar? I would put it at like plus 2,300. I I don't know what that translates into a probability and implied probability here. That's your specialty. What do you got for me on that? Because that I mean, comes out to be right around 4%. I think that's not a bad. Yeah, I put it at about 4%. Okay. Now he may reconcile behind the scenes, but he's not sure. going to do it publicly. Sure. That's my stance. You know, I think just, I'm going to hope in life that they do reconcile just so that we all <laughs> get a little closure on that. Hey man, the model is just optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Only um, in some things, not all things. Hey, that's true, but that's fair. So, uh, those are our three submissions. Thank you. Those are great submissions. Uh, I think we got a new advertiser out of this quip toothbrushes. So thank you for that. Come join us. <laughs> Come join us. Uh, All right. Let's transition now to some business, some nitty-gritty brass tacks, the man versus the model competition. Do you want to now, after we've been talking for a little bit, finally address what happened in week zero? I do. So just as a quick reminder, this is our competition that we do between each other and our listeners where we pick uh, NCAA football games against the spread. During week zero, we only had two games, which we'll go over. But to allude to it now, here are our listener standings. So we had, including us, we had eight entries in first place. There's a three-way tie. We have Dumb Man 47. Dumb Man. And you, my friend, the man is all tied. They are all 2-0, those three people. We have two folks tied for second. We have Mrs. Model and The Model. That's, we're both at one and one. No relation. No, no. <laughs> it's possible. I don't want to go into details. And tied for last right now, coming in the rear, we have a three-way tie. Uh, we have Deke Buff at 0-2, Little Model, also 0-2, and, and then The Legend. Someone submitted their entry as The Legend at 0-2. So sorry for them. They need to do some catching up. And I'm going to tell you right now, my friend, you are in the lead. How does it feel? I'll tell you, it feels great. It feels great. I know it's still early. I know there's a lot of games, a lot of picks to be made, but man, the first week zero, it just felt great to get the victory under my belt over the model. I was watching the games. We went out to dinner. I got the phone out. I was being rude. I was checking it. I was refreshing my phone. Oh, it just felt great. And you were got- texting me. You were giving me updates about how I was liking it. Yeah, and I'll say I got a little bit of radio silence for a little while, so I guess it wasn't <laughs> taking it so well by the model. <laughs> 
Um, but listen, they got a pretty good games. Like the Florida, uh, Florida, Miami game wasn't great from like a technical standpoint, a lot of sloppy play, but you know, it was, a, it was right down to the wires, a close game the entire time. And then the Hawaii Arizona game was even more thrilling. I mean, that was like the, uh, the, the, the Rams and Titans Super Bowl, right down to the one yard line to decide the game. Yeah, so if I remember that correctly, the final score was 45-37, and I think Arizona was driving um, yep. with you know less than a minute left. They ended up being able to stop Khalil Tate. He had scrambled out of the pocket. He maybe fell right at the two-yard line or one-yard line, and if he had gone in for a touchdown, they would either would have gone for two or kicked a field goal to tie it. Um, so great job by Hawaii, big underdogs pulling out a win again and not great for the Pac-12 to start that way. Yeah. I mean, Hawaii, what were they? Plus 11 and 11 and a half, 11 underdogs. So yep. they went outright and we kind of nailed it though. We said that Hawaii was one of those teams that just puts up a ton of points and they threw up 45 on an Arizona team that kind of had some decent expectations going on the year. For sure. All right. Do you want to switch gears and go to the five games this week? Oh yeah. What do we got, sir? And I, I think we actually have some doozies. I'm actually liking yeah. the uh, the suite of games that we have for this coming weekend. Yeah. Um, so first of all, all five of these games are happening on Saturday. So listeners, you have between now and Saturday to get all your picks in. Everything is live on the website. And we have actually already received our first listener submission earlier today, even before the podcast went up. So good job by him that he was monitoring the website and doing that. Him or her. Let's be honest. Or her. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first game that we have, um, this is at a neutral site. It's one of the best games of the weekend. Oregon is playing Auburn. The line that we're seeing is Oregon plus three and a half, Auburn minus three and a half. Yeah. Ooh. This is a, I think this is the headline game of, of Saturday probably. You know, there, this is a, a big matchup. My boy, Justin Herbert, who kind of burned me as a Giants fan, came back to college I think he's got a lot of expectations this year. I think he's going to come out firing. Um, you know, what I've seen is I'm not huge on on Auburn. I'm not huge on them. Now, Oregon, again, I'm not so huge on either, but I think Justin Herbert coming back is going to provide them with just enough uh, where they're going to be able to uh, come out firing, come out putting up a lot of points. This game is at, you know, at Jerry World, it's at AT&T. Uh, you know, with Arizona going down, I think the Ducks are going to be now the team that the Pac-12 is going to look to. So I like Oregon here. I like them in the points. Uh, I also am going to throw a little nugget out here. So Oregon's coach, Mario Cristobal, former Alabama assistant. He is 3-1 and one against Gus Malzahn. So I'm taking him. He's familiar with Gus. He's familiar with Auburn. He's got a really good quarterback. Give me Oregon, and I'm not even going to think twice about it. I'm in. I'm in with you. So uh, um, I also like Oregon in this spot. I actually think that um, my power ratings have these two teams as pretty close right now. Um, Auburn has a regression from last year, given what they've lost. Uh, Oregon's still hanging around with a, a decent offensive side, offensive side that needs to improve. Their defense was phenomenal last year, and I know they've lost some bits and pieces, so I'm hoping that they can continue the performance. They can typically... Uh, recruit pretty well so you imagine that there's some guys that are coming in with talent and will be able to fill the ranks uh obviously a close game with a spread that's only three and a half i'm with you i'm taking oregon plus three and a half here yeah i think they're pretty closely matched teams so if you're getting oregon with more than field goal three and a half i mean i'm signing up for that take it all yep. right our next game that we have is a true home and away vanderbilt <laughs> is home against your georgia team or your let's say fiance's georgia team 
The line is 21. So it's Vanderbilt plus 21, Georgia minus 21. Who are you taking here? And don't tell me that feelings aren't involved. And let's clear something, because I said this, that I am now, I've been adopted by the Georgia football fan base, okay? I am a fan, okay? You'll notice what color I'm wearing tonight. I know the video You're wearing is, red. You got yeah, red. podcast, so you can't see the video, but I'm wearing my red. Is it a Georgia shirt? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. <laughs> um, so let me go over this first. This is in Vanderbilt, a place that is not known for their football, okay? Nope. They're just not. I don't even see how this game is remotely close. Obviously, 21 points is a giant spread to have. I also don't even see how the spread is going to be close. Let me just throw a couple of factoids at you here. Hit me. Come on. Last time they played, which was in 2018, Georgia won 41-13. Okay? I'm not good at math, but that's more than 21. They're 4-1 and against Vanderbilt, their last five matchups. And... They are 12 and three in the last 15. So I don't know how they ended up losing to Vanderbilt at some point over that, that stretch, but they're the number three team in the country. They are loaded. I think they're coming out this season with a, like an absolute agenda to make a stomp opening day victory. I don't think this is even going to be 30 points of a difference. I think Georgia is going to steamroll the Commodores. You know, I'm going to change my pick and I'm going to get on board. I'm going to say Georgia minus 21. Oh, now for the listeners, we do a spreadsheet beforehand that I had Vanderbilt plus 21 in here, but I'm actually going to change. Is that against the rules? Not, no, sir. It certainly oh, isn't. Oh, okay. And here's why. So I had thought that Kyle Shermer was coming back last year and he was a senior quarterback last year that had played pretty well for them. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So they do have their running back, the guy named Kishan Vaughn, who is back and is going to be a pretty much a stud this year. But I do worry that Georgia is going to come in and come in motivated after their thumping in the bowl game from Texas last year. So I'm looking for Georgia to at least beat them by 21. And I think it's going to happen. Man, I think we're going to have to make some bylaws here moving forward <laughs> because I don't like that flip flop. But all right. OK, we're both on board. Georgia covering the 21. All right, next game we have is at a neutral site. We have Boise State playing the ACC Florida State. We are both not on the same page here. I will go first. I'm taking Florida State at minus five and a half. You are taking Boise State at plus five and a half. What's your rationale, man? Yeah, I'm just down on Florida State. I've been down on Florida State the past season and a half. I think they continue this year to have a disappointing season. I think on paper, these teams are are probably pretty closely matched up, but we're getting them on a neutral field. Anytime I got two teams that are pretty fairly evenly matched, in my opinion, I'm going to take the team that's getting the points five and a half. I know it's less than a touchdown, obviously. Uh, I think that's enough for Boise to keep it close. They may not win this game outright. I wouldn't be surprised if we got something similar to Florida, Miami, where it's kind of back and forth, sloppy play. Uh, But I'm taking Boise State to cover the five and a half pretty much just because I'm down on Florida state. Okay. And so here's my rationale. And there's a couple, couple things here, even though my model isn't in play yet. So Boise state was pretty good last year, but they had a fantastic court quarterback in Ripian. He's gone. So they're looking for someone to replace him. And I know they've had a couple of options, but I'm not convinced that the guy that they're going to have is going to show up, especially in week one. Now, number two, Florida state is damn good at recruiting. Florida is just full of talent for football players. And Florida State is the type of program that can just reload year in and year out. Now, they've had to reload a bunch because they haven't been great these last couple of years. 
But I think with their starting quarterback announced, I think earlier this week on Twitter of Blackman, I have them kind of coming in. I actually have their power rating uh, maybe about 20 point, uh, 20 teams higher than Boise State. So I actually think that they are going to be able to come in here and take them by more than five and a half. Now, I got to be honest with you. I think Florida State is going to be thinking in the back of their head about last season when they came in with a lot of expectations. And guess what? They fucking laid up fat egg against Virginia Tech. So I think that's in the back of their head. I just think Boise State, they're going to be, I think, you know, they don't get as much respect as, as they should, you know, being out wherever the hell they are in Idaho, but they don't. Mountain you know, West, yep. Thank you. Mountain West. Um, West I Conference in, in Boise. Yeah, I think they're going to come out trying to prove a point. I think this game is on national TV. I think they come out here and stifle Florida State, and I think this is, uh, you know, they may not win outright, but they're going to make a point here to, to at least keep it close and try and get a win. So give me the points. All right. Well, that's the first place that we uh, differ now that I had a last-minute change. We'll <laughs> see if that one matters against us. I like yeah. it. <laughs> we'll throw an asterisk on that Georgia pick of yours. Uh, the next game, we also differ. So I think this next game is going to be really good. We have the home team of Boston College going against the away team of Virginia Tech. Boston College is the underdog at plus three and a half. Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech is a favorite at minus three and a half. We are different. Yes. You are going what? Now, I just said that Florida State had a dud against Virginia Tech to start the year. However, if there are any listeners who have carried over from when we first launched this podcast as a little small endeavor, you'll all know that I am done. (laughs) D-O-N-E, done with Virginia Tech. I will not pick them. I cannot pick them. And I am not doing that today. If I can get a chance to pick against Tech and get some points, you bet your ass I'm doing it. That is my only rationale i have no other reasoning behind that but it's a gambling instinct i've been burned one too many times i'm not touching the fucking hot stove one more time give me bc plus three and a half. Oh man i think those are gonna be your famous last words i think you're gonna be <laughs> saying that exactly against bc by the end of the year and i cannot wait to include a bunch of virginia tech games this year so that you're forced to look at these guys week in and week out <sighs> <laughs> I'm I'm not sold. I'm going against you. I'm going to take in Virginia Tech minus three and a half here. Okay. I'm actually up on Virginia Tech, and I actually think that they're going to be much better this year than they have been in years past. I think BC, while they still have the really good running back, don't remember. I think it's Dylan, AJ Dillon, um, possible Heisman candidate. We'll see how he performs. I think the talent around him is down. I think that the recruiting over the last couple of years has waned. And I don't think BC is going to be as good of a team. I think folks will realize it as the season goes along. I think Virginia Tech is underrated right now. I actually think that they're going to be one of the better teams in the ACC. They would be one of the teams that I could see playing Clemson in the ACC conference final, which we've talked wow. about in yeah. years past. Yep. The odds that we had seen for them of possibly winning the conference, off the top of my head, I, I saw them at 2,000, plus 2,000. I saw them at plus 2,300, plus 2,500. I don't have any of those, but I actually like them and they're returning a quarterback um, from last year. So I'm taking them. I like them. I think they're going to be better this year. I'm on board. They burned me last year and I'm back for more, baby. Give it to Virginia Tech minus three and a half. A sadist for Virginia Tech. All right. (laughs) We'll see that one comes, but you you heard it here first. They're on my done list. All right. Our last game. I also think it's a fantastic game and it cannot get much more academic than this. You ready for this? Let's hear it. Home team is Stanford, 
who's favored at minus six and a half. They're going up against Northwestern, who's the underdog at plus six and a half. Looks like we differ here. Who are you taking and why? Yeah, good uh, good degrees. If you guys want to graduate from there, God bless you. We didn't. Not that we went to bad schools, but, you know, hey. Um, listen, this comes down to a very simple thought process for me. It's a very, it's a, almost a football staple, if you will, here. Um, I am picking Stanford. I'm picking them to cover this. I'm picking them to win outright. I think this is not going to be close. Uh, it's less than a touchdown. If this was seven and a half, I might have given it a little bit more thought here. Um, Northwestern was a really good team. They've been a really good team the past couple of years. I think they've surprised a lot of people. But here's the thing. They lost three offensive linemen that were starters that were major contributors last year. And in the college football game, if you're losing three offensive linemen to start the season, there's going to be some problems in the early parts of the season. Your checks are going to be wrong. You're going to miss up some assignments. People are going to blow some blocks. It's just going to happen. And Stanford's got a really nasty defensive line. So they return pretty much their entire D-line. Uh, I expect that group to cause some havoc. I am taking Northwest or excuse me, Stanford minus six and a half. Okay. Not so fast, my friend. I'm going with my my boy, Pat Fitzgerald here. He's been a coach here for a number of years. Phenomenal coach, in my opinion, definitely more defensive minded, but I think can really pull his players together and represent. Um, Yes, they've lost some folks, but I actually like who they're returning and they've gotten some decent transfers, especially at quarterback. So I think they they are in the midst of a QB battle between TJ Green and Hunter Johnson. And I don't know much about either of the guys other than I think Hunter Johnson used to be at Clemson. Uh, and then after Lawrence came in and won that job, I think he may have transferred out. Okay. So to me, there's definitely some talent around. It doesn't definitely mean that he's going to start, but there's definitely a QB battle between TJ Green and Hunter Johnson. I like how... Uh, Northwestern can typically uh, recruit defensively, defensively, and really stack up. They were, you know, phenomenal last year. If I remember correctly, they made it to the Big Ten Conference Final before getting blown out by Ohio State. So, I'm going to continue to play on the perceptions that the Pac-12 is not that great, even though I'm not sure I believe that. Mm-hmm. I think Stanford is going to be reloading a little bit. I think uh, what Kevin Hogan is their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be in the pros by now. Um, so Bryce Love is obviously gone and not there anymore. So I think they're reloading a little bit. So I'm going to take my Northwestern Wildcats at plus six and a half. Can I tell you something? Another old staple of football. It's an adage that is tried and true. Hit don't me. hear it. If you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Meaning <laughs> if you've got two guys that might be playing that you don't know who's the better quarterback, you are fucked. It's not good to have a quarterback battle quote unquote especially if you're going to be playing two quarterbacks potentially in one game that never works i just don't buy it i'm not seeing it it's a staple it's a staple we'll, we'll see yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see I, I would like to think that pat Fitzgerald is a decisive guy and will let them know exactly where they stand before the season or as the game goes along in that first first game and we'll see how they perform i think the performance and the competition is good for him i think it brings the brings their best game together and hopefully they can show up and uh, at least keep the game close. I wouldn't mind a Stanford win by seven or sorry, by, by six, uh, as long as Northwestern is able to cover. Okay. Now this, it wasn't on our agenda. So I'm gonna throw us out here. We may not even uh, have some good enough content for this, but, um, the biggest games are on Saturday, which I'm fine with. That's, that's college football's day, but it's Labor Day weekend. There's no NFL. 
the slate of games on Sunday and Monday are just all right. And Monday's game is headlined. It's the only game on Mondays uh, that's big, I guess, with the top 25 team, Notre Dame and Louisville. Can Louisville give them a run, or is that just going to be a fucking blowout? That's going to be a blowout. Louisville yeah. is very much reloading, and they're not going to be close. They're destined to be the basement of the ACC. So I don't think you're going to see much of anything. They also have a new coach coming over from Appalachian State. I think it's Satterfield. So they're very much in a rebuilding phase. Okay, I just pulled up the line without looking at it. What would you guess the line is, the spread is on that game? Ooh. I would say I would say 21. Wow, win a win a chicken dinner. It is 20 and a half. Oh, yeah. You might have a future in as a bookmaker, my friend. <laughs> Can I say um, the other game that we didn't talk about that I uh, have some vested interest in? I think it's happening earlier this week. I think it might be happening on Thursday. It is sometimes called, I think it's called the Religion Bowl. It's between BYU and Utah. Okay. Uh, so these are my Utes who have been, you and I have talked a lot about. Yep. The line opened, um, I think I will admit that I got in right around Utah minus four and a half. So I'm going to be rooting for Utah and seeing how they do in this one, uh, expecting big things this year for them. All right. That is a Utah-BYU game at 10-15. Guess what? The line is now Utah minus six. So value for the model. Nice, Love that. Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. Yeah, um, so this is it, man. It's no more of a, a soft opening. We're in it. We're in. Uh, also not on the agenda, but let's bring it up now. I texted you. Uh, one other bet that I want to mention here. I ended up taking Iowa – at plus 450, which translates to right around 18% to win the Big Ten division. I think they're in the West. So if you think about it, these are the guys Iowa's going up against the likes of Nebraska, Wisconsin, Northwestern are kind of the three other teams that are uh, possible uh, folks who are going to be coming out of the West to go into the Big Ten final. Okay. So I liked Iowa at plus 450. I think they have a better chance than go, uh, going to that final game than 18%. Um, put Mark me down for that. We'll track it across the year, and we'll see how they do. All right, man. I love it. I love it. One more future bet to look at. All right. So everyone, go to the website, doubledowntrend.com. Submit your picks. Please play along. For those of you who uh, put in your picks last week, please come back. We'll do a season-long standing and a weekly standing in case we get some new listeners that want to follow along for us. Um, but that's a great episode, my friend. We will see everybody next week on Double Down Trent. Baby, look at me. Look at me. Your money. You know what else? You're a big winner tonight. I want to leave. You're a big winner. I'm going to ask you a simple question. I want you to listen to me. Who's the big winner here tonight at the casino? Huh? Mikey, that's who. Mikey's the big winner. Mikey wins. Fucking All right, fine. I'm an asshole, but you know what? You're the big winner tonight, Mikey. You're the big winner in more ways than one.